0: From our headquarters in New York City, this is Business of Home. I'm your host, Dennis Scully. Every week, I'll be talking to leaders and innovators from all corners of the home industry. My guest this week is interior designer Catherine Ireland. It's difficult to sum up concisely Catherine's charmed career. She's been everything from an art director for music videos to a shop owner, interior decorator, fabric designer, and TV star. Most recently, she's become an entrepreneur, founding e-design and e-commerce startup The Perfect Room, which she hopes will bring high design to a broader audience. Her partner, CEO Michael O'Neill, joined us for the second half of our conversation this week. I spoke with Catherine about the role that serendipity has played in her career, how she turned the recession into an opportunity, and why being an interior designer is a lifestyle as much as it is a profession. This week, we're doing a different kind of sponsor message. Business of Home is partnering with digitally savvy custom workroom Buildlane and interior designer Bella Mancini to discuss the ins and outs of creating unique furniture. Bella is working with Buildlane to create a custom velvet sofa. And over the course of the next few episodes, we'll be checking in with her to see how it's going. Stay tuned. This podcast is also sponsored by Daydon, the luxury furniture brand that changed the way we live outdoors. For 30 years, Daydon has set the standards for quality, creativity, and innovation in outdoor design. Created in collaboration with world-renowned designers including Gam Philippe Stark, and Barbara and Oscarby, to name a few. Each piece of DADON handwoven furniture is the synthesis of age-old hand craftsmanship and cutting-edge technology. Visit www.dadon.us to learn more. That's D-E-D on.us. And now on with the show. A young Catherine Ireland starts off her career as a as a producer of, of music videos.
1: God, well, that came when I when I arrived in Los Angeles. Before that, I my mother, bless her heart, she just wanted me to be subservient to anyone, in, you know, to a, to a man, either... Was that the plan? Oh, yes. I was either got to, had to marry someone, someone with a stately home or marry an ambassador.
0: I see. Uh, you know, okay. she, she had... This she was had, mother's wish.
1: This is her wish, yes. She did not expect me to run off with a ex-Saturday Night Live film director and get married within six weeks of meeting him. <laughs> yeah, and then going to LA was always sort of somewhere... I'd wanted to go. I knew New York pretty well because I'd had a moment in the fashion industry and I put on uh, fashion shows. So we'd done right at the end of 54 and Xenon. You're all too young to know those places. I wish I was
0: too young to have spent a lot of time at Studio 54, but alas, I remember it well. Okay, good. Well, there we go.
1: You and I were probably (laughs) sitting beside each other at a bar at some point. It was a very fun scene. It was a really fun scene. So I was there right at the tail end of that doing fashion. And then I went to LA. You seem to have had
0: this wonderfully adventurous life that was sort of one opportunity after another sort of presented itself Yeah, but I think you you make
1: your opportunities, don't you? You either become friends with, I was always good at figuring out how, who were the most, the most exciting person was in the room. So, you know, your friends and your lives and things happen. And, you know, I just think that it's all about sort of looking ahead and projecting what you want. Not that when you're a child, you really yeah. know, but I think you just take so much in. Do you do that? Do you think about sort of
0: projecting what you, what you want to have happen oh, you, oh, and, you, and you're a oh, big visualizer?
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's a, big, important part of life. Just visualizing, seeing it and making it happen.
0: What originally brought you out to Los Angeles? What, what sort of took you out of New York? You know,
1: I just, I, I suppose I had friends out there Okay, and I think it was the groovy place to be. And Everyone talked about the sun and I don't know, I'd watched <laughs> Hawaii Five-0, That was That was in Hawaii, but all those, all those films set Someplace in- Some place that's in warm. Yeah, yes. set in okay. Los Angeles, all those 40s right. movies. Yeah. And I was obsessed with acting and sort of Bette Davis and I don't know, the glamour of Hollywood.
0: Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. So at, at what point did you open your, your shop in, in LA?
1: So when I very first got to LA, I shared a house with Amanda Pays. Amanda and I, she was an actress and we shared this little house in Beverly Hills and I met Gary. She then met Corbin Bernson.
0: Hmm. And oh, from LA Law. Yeah. Right. And sure. So
1: very quickly, we were moving out of our apartment. <laughs> she moved in with Corbin and-, and I moved in with Gary at the beach. And we got married and she got married, but we had our children at exactly the same time. I see. And one day, uh, my eldest Oscar and her eldest Oliver were a year old and we were moving our editing suite, which was a, a room about this size, on Main Street in Santa Monica. And I said to Gary, oh, we can't give this up. I I'm going to start selling things. And Amanda said, let's sell things. So we were sort of there and it happened. And people would come over to my house and to her house and say, where did you buy that? Where did you get that lamp? And I used to hand carry things back from Judy Greenwood Antiques on the Fulham Road, as did she. And so we just looked at each other and said, let's Sell accessories So that was how it started So it was started. as simple as
0: that Let's just have a shop it And was. sell accessories And you and, had a space and, and so We had a
1: space Off you went And yeah We yeah. did it We both had boys That were sort of Not quite a year old And we both had a passion We were doing our own houses And, and they had bought This wonderful house That I ended up Taking Steve Martin to And he bought But um, we had a fabulous piece In House and Gardens Julie Nix took the picture of us and actually, the shop was so small. He, his camera, and all of us couldn't fit in So he said, "Let's take a chair out onto the curb." And it was me and Amanda hugging some pillows in front of a, a parking meter. And it was full page in House and Gardens. And the next thing, we were in business.
0: And it just took people off from were coming
1: down. Well, and
0: and it, and, it, and it turned out to be to be very successful. And it yeah. right and it and it sort of put you on on the map in it in totally a lot of people's put it minds. In the, on the map, yeah. Well, so you mentioned Steve Martin earlier, he was a fan of the shop and, and I yes. remember he sort of came in and, and bought the place out one He did,
1: one day. he did. He and Victoria Tennant, they were married at the time. We were all friendly and left a note saying um, there, there hasn't been a robbery. We bought everything, <laughs> which wasn't hard because there were like 10 pillows, three lamps and a, a lampshade. It was, so it was really fun. And I think at the time in LA, this was 89, I, by the way, had no idea West Hollywood had a whole design.
0: You didn't know there was a whole no, design. I had scene. no idea. No, no, no. Right.
1: And my right. girlfriend, Rachel Asher, was opening Shabby Chic. She and I met at Mummy and Me. Oh, so okay. it
0: was. I was wondering how that connected. Yeah.
1: As I say that word, well, organic, it all right. happened in a yes, way that's what it's it seems. meant to be. Yeah. And as I got harder and harder to be on a film set, and Gary was now doing a lot of commercials, pulling in the old money, I had my shop. I started doing a house for Steve, which happened to be Corbin and Amanda's house. Right. Um, and as we walked down the pathway and he said, I'll buy it. I said, great. And then it was like, but we need, I think we need some stuff. Because of course they'd taken stuff with them. So, so. this is you
0: helping Steve Martin. Yeah. So Steve Martin wants to buy the, yeah. buy the house yeah. and, uh, and, and he basically is hiring you to be the, the, yes, the decorator. The
1: decorator. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just a helper. Right. I was going to find, I would fill in the pieces. Um, so that's how it started. I have that vision that I see things finished. I don't see things as they are. <laughs> I just see it with the roses climbing around it.
0: Well, so, and, and are you able to really visualize that oh, God. and, and, and oh, see it finished? Yes. Uh, yes
1: absolutely so that
0: was always one of your one of your gifts then that was a gift okay yes
1: like being a psychic a sort of house psychic or a house whisperer (laughs) Uh, i just see it and i saw this house and i remember it was may i was going to france because by this time i had bought this rundown farmhouse in southern france when gary and i went on a drive and it was i was pregnant with oscar my eldest And we literally took a wrong turning or we might say a right turning and came across this farmhouse. There were no sunflowers. It was very barren. It was February. It was bleak. There was nothing that said, oh, this is where you want to be. Yeah,
0: but you could see it. You could see what it could be. I could see
1: it. I visualized myself in a slightly grander chateau. But (laughs) Gary turned to me and he said, I'm hungry. If you want to buy a house in France... This'll do. Please buy this house because yeah. we've got to go get lunch. Exactly. That's exactly how it happened. So I went, mean, yes, yes. You know, that's sort of what I spent all this time doing. And I taught myself how to do a house. I worked with a local contractor and from there it's now involved we have about 12 bedrooms and
0: well and it and it's ended up playing such a huge role yes. in your in your life and you and you you take people there as, as part of we we'll jump to your sort of fun boot camps that you've created and the people that you've shared that that home with
1: funny thing was that i i now have a community of friends that came to stay with me there and now bought houses in the area so i've got a great community of friends there
2: yes it sounds um, like
1: I don't know. They got to a point though, and the house now needed it was like, oh, a little bit of work, a little bit of attention, mm. mm-hmm. and you pump for the pool, whatever. And so I had this idea let's do design retreats it started with the boot camps in la which came off of the last recession
0: mm. so so tell me exactly what happened so round about sort of 2008 2009 yes. during the terrible recession what what was going on for you what was going on for your for your business at that time well it
1: got to uh, it reached la in about 2009 okay and i think you know all of a sudden you know people were putting jobs on hold and i had this wonderful house in normandy I was doing for that you were working on, yeah. yeah, for a couple in Houston and they all, they call me, I'm so Catherine, you know, we're going to have to put a hold on this. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I don't take on my, my business is, is small because people want me. I want to be there. I want to be part, the decision maker. Right. And that's who they hire. They hire me, Catherine <laughs> Ireland. Um, so I don't, I take on a few jobs at a time. The downside to that was all of a sudden, oh gosh, how we how am I going to how am I going to pay the grocery bill and clothe my children? Um,
0: <laughs> Your many children. My then. many children. Yes.
1: So it just, you know, I'm always my head never stops spinning around with ideas. What are we going to do and how are we going to do this? Where did that come
0: from for you? You uh, seem so industrious and scrappy and you know, I you're just, always I mean, where where did you learn that? Who who's, whose influence was that?
1: I don't know. It just I was always the one that was, let's make this or let's do that. Or when I was about 17, I went went one summer to teach some Italians how to speak English. They they did live in this beautiful Palladian villa. (laughs) And of course, they didn't want to learn how to speak English. So I thought, well... I may as well speak Italian. And then I ended up making mini skirts. We lived in Vicenza, which is Palladia's home. And the next thing I was asked to stay on by someone else. They said, oh, will you house it? We're going to Australia. So I went to another Palladian villa with the kids. I mean, I was a kid. I don't know what they wanted. I had a 14-year-old. I had to drive to school. And I started making mini skirts. So I don't know. It could be anything. I could yes. be anywhere. My belief is you've just
0: always been able to figure out a way. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure okay. it out.
1: You know what? You just got to figure it out.
0: Right. Okay. Um, so, so getting back to 2009, jobs are starting to dry my up for you. My miniskirt well, business. <laughs> I, I love the, I love that you had a miniskirt business, and I love that you've you've always been able to come up with the next thing. Yeah, you have of, to. You know, I mean, so and I think I admire that getting back to,
1: I think the Bravo show was about to happen. So that came at exactly the right time. A girlfriend of mine. Called me and said, "Look, I want to do this show, and, and is Bravo, this is million dollar decorator yeah, is about to happen it. For you. Um, okay. so that was great. And so we had, Twitter was the thing of the moment, hmm. and I put a tweet up and I said, "You know, why not come and spend the weekend with me, and we'll we'll design your home." And um, a lady called up and she said, "Well, there are five of us, and they arrived, and they arrived Santa Monica Airport, which means they arrived private." And they all had bought houses and we had the most fabulous weekend.
0: So these five women show up, they've all got houses and they just want to work with you on on decorating.
1: Yes. And one of them loves the TV show, got her sisters and her mother to watch it. And I think they just thought it was going to be fun to hang out with. Anyway, so that was sort of the beginning of the idea of that was, listen, there must be other people who would like to come and spend three days or come now you can spend a week in France and we'll work on projects. Or if you're a designer, learning the business. You know, the house has got wonderful, wonderful, wonderful energy. And it's just not about decorating or, and design, but it's, as I call it, food, wine and design. We have Daniel de la Falaise, who's a great celebrated French-English chef. He's my next-door neighbor. He does a cooking day. Uh, we do pottery. We do art. All the things no one has time to do.
0: We're taking a quick break from the show to check in with interior designer Bella Mancini, who's using Build Lane to create a custom velvet sofa for a client. Bella, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your and your practice?
2: Hi, Dennis. I am an interior designer in New York City, and I have been in practice for almost 20 years. I'm having my 20-year anniversary in April, which is very exciting. Congratulations. I can That's hardly believe exciting. I'm old enough to say that. You
0: don't look a day over 20, actually. <laughs> so I'm surprised. <laughs> is this the first time that you've worked with, with Build Lane?
2: Yes, it was my first time working with Build Lane. I have a client, a very a long-standing client who purchased a, an apartment on Lower Fifth Avenue. And we had a, a unique elevator situation which made it virtually impossible to Very get, challenging to get yes, a sofa in. Yes. Okay. Um, we knew that we needed to make a custom sofa for her with very specific sizes. And uh, this was all happening right before the holidays, the Christmas, New Year's holidays. Mm, And so-
0: You weren't sure people would get back to you? Well, I wasn't sure, no. And I I also wasn't
2: sure if I was gonna be around to get back to them. So (laughs) (laughs) I sent in the quote request, sent all the specifications. I got a quote back really within a day. They really guide you through each and every step of a custom order.
0: If you'd like to try it for yourself, head over to buildlane.com slash boh and create your free designer account to receive $250 off your first order. And now, back to the show. Well, so, I mean, it, it seems as if you sort of simultaneously built this design business, but it's also this event business, and it's also, I mean, it...
1: I think the whole thing about interior design that I've realized is, it's all very well, you know, you you do someone's home, you help them. A lot of them then want you to tell you what to eat. Um, So it was just a whole, it's a a lifestyle. Yes. It's very much a lifestyle.
0: And, And do you find that so many of them want to live the sort of Catherine Ireland, what they perceive to be the Catherine Ireland
1: lifestyle? I think that the people that come to me are people that have animals Dogs, children, friends, they realize that if someone spills some red wine, so what? You don't care. You know what? You don't, don't embarrass anyone. Don't make right. anyone feel badly about it. Just oh, brush it on the carpet. Fine. And if, if by the way, the stain doesn't come out, you know what? Get a little patch and patch it on. <laughs> I mean, who cares? You know, so I yeah, come So from it's very the, relaxed. It's very, yeah. it should be relaxed. So at the end of the day, what is a house? It's a home. It's a place where you can- Laugh and enjoy yourself. And one of my favorite things, I think it was after it was sort of the opening dinner at Steve Martin's, and Roddy McDowell was there. And I overheard Roddy say to Steve, I had no idea. He was such a good decorator. Steve was just slightly appalled. And he went, I was standing close by. He said, Meet my decorator, Catherine Arland. And of course I wasn't really decorated. So and I said, Oh, well, I helped. We edited it together. We did it together. But,
0: but that's, wonderful. that's the biggest
1: compliment I could have yes. had is that it didn't look like a decorator being there. So I love the idea of doing the accessories. I see. And accessorising yes. homes. That to me is the fun part.
0: Right. Okay. You so know, that's the what icing you really on enjoy. The cake. Yes. Yeah.
1: So let's get back
0: to the to the business that you have because one of the things that you mentioned was it's it's really it's you. I mean, yes, people it want it is right. It people is. want you absolutely. And, and I know that that has been at at times sort of exhausting f- for you. All right. I mean, sort of juggling everything that you're that you're doing. But you know, I'm and, a juggler.
1: Uh, I, I'm, clearly, I'm, a, clearly. I'm a bit of a juggler because you know what? If I haven't got a lot going on. I actually, it, it bores me. I like that thing about you can't overthink something. Mm. And, you know, there was a time when I really, really started my, my design business. I had three tiny children. And, you know, what happened from, I went from Steve and I did lawn Michaels. I helped him do his rest. Renovation. You did Laura Michael's in the, home and Yeah and the Hamptons. And, the Hamptons. and then yeah. I, I was working with Caroline Kennedy and it grew. It seemed to be comedians. <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus, Fran Drescher. Yes, you Dad, had a big comedy Dana. circuit that you <laughs> yeah. worked with. I did comedy. Yes. Um comedy and single men. Um, <laughs> that was my, my forte <laughs> for a while. <laughs> um, but you know what? It just was very easy. That wasn't, you know, I had a wonderful lady who'd been with me for 15 years, she was a bookkeeper. Maybe probably twenty. She was. She followed up. She did. She was the back end of yes. all this, to make sure everything well, happened. And, and the
0: business was easier in in those. Business days. was
1: different, and yes. I remember when I did my first fabric collection, I had no idea. I thought there was Colfax and Fowler and Jeffrey Benison, and I really didn't know about everything else because I'd never been to West Hollywood. I'd never been to the Design Center, and so I remember one day I was doing all these houses, and I thought, God, you know, they were all friends out in the Hamptons, and I thought, well. I I mean, there are only so many ways I can I can scheme these lines. And I looked at my bed, and I bought this beautiful, beautiful 19th century patchwork quilt. I just looked at this quilt, and I said, God, I, I was inspired by it. This wonderful 19th century quilt had been in someone's bottom drawer all this time until it got to my house. And it was certainly getting its use, years of use. And I just thought, oh, God, I can't let this fall to pieces. So I I decided I'd recreate this patchwork quilt. Little did I know I was going to have to make six designs and various screens. Right. So this was... This was how I began, and I don't know. I made bathrobes, I made toilet bags, and that became, you know, sort of. I have to say, an overnight success. Not to blow my own trumpet, <laughs> um, but but, no, but it
0: really did take off, yeah, sort of right out of the lovely. gate.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it was sort of, and, a, and you
0: became so known for for that, right? And I
1: color, mean, and I think my yes. sense of color is different from anyone else's, and you know, I think that again, you know, you you begin to realize what it is you're good at. Hmm. Um, And I just loved color and obviously pattern and how you put color together and how you layer things as we, you know, take a leaf out of Mary Water's book. Yes. Uh, How you do that successfully. And I've always said a successful room is when you walk into a room and there's not one thing that screams at you, it all somehow comes together. And I I loved his quotes because one of the ones I think it said, you dash a bit of paint here. It's like a canvas, bit of paint here one day, another piece of paint the next day. And then my clients have kind of got to find me to, <laughs> to finish off the picture. And I just think that is innately where I come from. It's creating homes over a lifetime or, you know, Yes, his, his
0: whole quote about sort of the 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 decorating project and the home being like a garden, and oh, it's I just love growing it grows. over time. Yes, and that's that's it, and, mean, and
1: that's what my and that's ha- what
0: it seems like with you. It's, oh, it's like it's always oh, you know, a and, work in progress, and, and, I, and it's being added to, and it's
1: it actually spearheaded. Otis went to London. My middle son, Otis, who's now got his own fabric fabric line, Otis Textiles.
0: Yes, it was
1: only then that he was went into finance and worked with uh, a small boutique. Firm, they were I think they've been putting money into startups um, came back at Christmas. he had to have a little he had to have, he had a little back surgery, and um, as he was lying in his bed, I said, "Look, would you look at my tell me what I should do with my business?" And at this point, I was doing all my own manufacturing. I was printing my own fabrics, I had to was doing all my own sewing, I had fabulous downtonesque living rooms. I had 8,000 square feet of pure fabulousness. And at the time, I was also the, the U, US ambassador for Arga, which is an iconic, for those who don't know, an Ab- iconic absolutely. brand. Absolutely,
0: yes. It's a um, staple in every English yes. kitchen. Yes. Yeah,
1: in fact, country life, if you don't have an AGA in the kitchen, <laughs> they won't list you. <laughs> um, English country life, that yes. is. Anyway, so we had a whole kitchen Right to my Argo displays. Anyway, it was sort of one of the great highlights. I've had, had many highlights of my life, but I just love this place. And he looked at me and said, mom, your business sucks. And I said, excuse me, I put you through college and what's all this about? He oh, said, so interesting.
0: So he, so he did an yeah, analysis of your yeah, business yeah, he and came and back he with said, a negative report.
1: Yeah, well, he said, listen, your interior design business is propping up your manufacturing business. And, you know, that's okay right now. But, you know, what are you going to do in your old age? I went, oh. OK, so then he realized he, after six weeks, he, he dug deeper into everything and to the business and to the fabrics and what sold and what didn't sell. And he said, you know what, if you want, he said, I'm, I'm prepared to go into this business, but you have to give me complete control. And you know what? I was so thrilled that he found something that he loved. and, and he was really what- interested in. Yeah, what yeah. better than having someone in your family sure. to share this with? Um, my other two boys were in the tech world. Actually, mm-hmm. one was still in college. So I said, be my guest. So where we are now is he's got his own, I suppose, almost imprint. his.
0: He's got his own textile yeah, line now. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, he he's specifies in weaving. And he loves it. And I have to tell you, he knew very quickly where that wharfed and where that weft went. He went <laughs> off on his own. I said, shall I come to Cromo? You know, I know all these pieces of mum. I've got it. I've got I it. I can handle it. You know, he now introduces me to, to Mills in Scotland or wherever or Italy. Oh, so great. It, it's really thrilling okay. to have that we've kind of come together. Yes. And that he's got something that he's passionate about. Meanwhile decided he'd also get into the real estate business, got his license and helped me find some houses. Right. The house in Venice, the house to where we are now. And I have to say the house that I have now is it's where I've evolved from having bought the house in ninety ninety two to today. It's a sort of it's it's a reinvention of who I was to who I am. Um,
0: so, and and did Otis sort of make it possible for your business to to evolve into your into your latest endeavor, which we're gonna we're gonna talk about in a little bit? Yes, because yes?
1: It, it meant also that the day to day running of Catherine Allen's fabric business, he's overseeing. Right. He also just you know he he he's really hands on. Mm. And yes, it was one of those other things that I'm just one of those people. I I, I like to see. The next, what's coming next? Mm-hmm. I like the innovation part of it. And, you know, frankly, I rented out my house last year for seven, seven months so that I could throw myself into this. And I like the fact that you have to go back to, to sort of where you started and you have to be very conscious of what you're doing. And it's right. a startup, and the perfect room had, had, had been born.
0: We're taking a quick break to invite you to visit one of Daydon's seven inspiring U.S. showrooms located in Manhattan, LA, Dallas, Houston, Chicago, DC, and Florida. Discover Daydon's full range of handcrafted high-design collections for lounging, dining, poolside, and beach. With materials ranging from Daydon's revolutionary woven fiber to highest quality teak, ceramics, upholstery, and more. Dadon creates unique atmospheres around the world. Visit www.dadon.us to learn more. That's d e d o n.us. And now, back to the show. We're now also being joined by by Michael O'Neill, who is, tell me the role Michael, that you're playing in the the perfect room.
3: Sure. So I am um, taking on as CEO of the sort of the business side of things. Catherine, okay. obviously is the founder and Chief Creative Officer and the relationship person with all the designers and the press community. Um, I'm looking after sort of the the marketing side, the tech side, and all the sort of business functions.
0: Okay, and and what were you doing before this? What what had
3: you done? Yeah, so my background is basically in sort of large media as well as startups. So I was part of News Corp and NBC and Viacom, always in a digital capacity, and mm-hmm. then um, also had a hand at a bunch of startups, some that. You know, succeeded, ipo some that failed. As is the way. As is some the way. Make it, some don't. And then I think the experience that um, introduced me to Michael Bruno and subsequently Catherine was my experience at Christie's, where I ran Christie's Digital for six years. Right. And then just really previously, I mean, the intersection was really for me. I was involved with two big uh, charities in New York the Winter Antique Show that benefits Eastside House, and mm-hmm. then also Kipsey Boys and Girls Club. And I chaired both of those things. For a couple of years, and met this community. I hadn't really, you know, known this community um, until that point. So it was sort of like things that I was interested in from a sort of philanthropic perspective, dovetailed with this community of design and mm-hmm. antiques and decoration. Interesting. Okay, so this seems
0: like a, no, like perfect. a perfect partnership. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I
1: remember Michael being saying, "Oh, I think he's. I think he's just finished up in Silicon Valley. Maybe I'll introduce you to. It. And of course." Michael O'Neill said, oh, I'm very, you know, I've been following what you're doing. And of course, I said, what am I doing? And what
0: was it at the time? So what what was the site at the time that you sort of first come on board, Michael? Yeah. So it was,
3: I mean, it's very much sort of, at, I think it's core, the same idea. It was it was e-design and e-commerce. Um, the total number of participants were much different. Mm-hmm. The total spend that we had put against it to actually grow it was much smaller, but it sort of its core it was the same it was the same.
0: And the and the idea was that and you tell me, Catherine, but I mean your some of your friends who are also very well known designers were going to sort of contribute design ideas, room ideas. Absolutely. And then those rooms would be shoppable.
1: Shoppable. Or- yes. That was that was really the idea, is taking their their images, you know. Maybe it's our own houses or things that appeared in magazines, things that had already been out there in the public world, that we could get the look. I mean, Vogue has been doing it for years mm. and other magazines, you know, I think Elder Cord does it. I know English House and Garden does it. Whatever Interiors at the end. They, they say, get the look. Right. Um, so
0: that was the concept, sort of get, yeah. get, this, get yeah. this look mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Martin Lawrence Bullard or, or... And all, Alassane so they were Branca. my friends.
1: Um, and basically I got six on board and they very much helped me sort of build the idea, build up how AI was going to raise some more money. My two investors basically said, look, Catherine, we're, we're backing the jockey on this one. So it was just, you know, also it's where... We we were. I think you know it was just about the right time. Also, sticking sticking to to your vision because it's very easy to go left or right and turn into something right. else. Sure. But I wanted it to, this to be about the designers and the fact that it was interesting that you could pair up with manufacturers, designers, and put rooms together and get the look. We, we know that a lot of people are in this business have there's been success mm. and some of them not been successful. It's like all businesses, sure, but I was just taking it from a different perspective. We're just building it slowly because <laughs> I think that's I think that's the right way to go and obviously, right. before I met Michael, I didn't really have anyone to talk to. I needed to very much to find someone that could take the business side yes and they said actually at one of our meetings with one of our investors who Michael came to London with me and they said oh we're so happy to meet you because we love Catherine but there <laughs> has to but there has <laughs> to be someone
0: but we're thrilled to learn she has a partner <laughs>
1: but and... we, we need someone <laughs> yes. mopping up behind yes. us I'm yes i mopping is the right word but we I need to just imagine. someone who's I because
3: just imagine
1: I'm always out there my arms so I think so something about Michael. curbing
3: enthusiasm was yes natural. yes,
1: yes. <laughs> and and also with the enthusiasm you know what wh- what do we go for and, the, and and right. where are we making money? And that's a lovely idea, Kevin, But you know how's that going to help us? So I so think- so,
0: let, so let's talk about that. So let's sure. talk about some of the specifics mm-hmm. of it because it it is it is a a, a challenging model. And, mm-hmm. and 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 as Catherine was just saying, there are various companies that have that have tried or are trying this model, sure. often at the at the lower end mm-hmm. sort of price point mm-hmm. wise, right? And so one of the things that seems to be very different about your business is it's these very well-known named designers are creating sort of room ideas and mm-hmm. then selling $10,000 dining tables mm-hmm. from them. So t- tell me, tell me how it, it's been for you.
3: Yeah, no, it's been great. And I think just looking back on my experience at Christie's in particular, I mean, while I was part of the mothership, I mean, the mothership then was very much about selling, you know, seven or eight figure pictures my business was about selling you know that 25 to forty thousand dollar object online and so I understood a lot about what the, what you needed from a mechanics perspective how you needed to attract that sort of luxury consumer mm-hmm. that high net worth individual that may not have been part of that rarefied world offline but they could be part of that brand online if you serve them up the right, thing at the right time and presented it to them in the right way. So I think, you know, drawing parallels from that experience, you know, that sort of took me to a place here within the perfect room that sort of, you know, it's digestible. I can I can sort of understand it and and see how it could be true for some. I mean, you know, to your point about some of these others that have sort of come before us and have since passed, they were more focused on building these marketplaces that were really about how do you get as many consumers in, match them with a designer, and, you know, crank out the one hundred and fifty dollars gig? Right? This is obviously a much more rarefied offering, but the the proposition overall, I think, for those that are in, especially these like regional markets outside of l a and New York and Boston and Chicago and San Francisco, where you're probably going to engage, a designer offline, there's still a part of it that's, you know, bragging rights, I guess, for lack of a better term. To be able to
0: say that you're working with one of these story
3: designers. designers. Exactly. Interesting. And so I think that's part of the appeal. Yes, a $10,000 room is not necessarily in reach for everyone or a $30,000 room, but it's knowing that these top tier designers who are all you know, on, part of El Decor or Architectural Digest or mm-hmm. part of these great shelter publications that you can be also part of it. Because for for many, a lot of those designers are way out of reach offline whose budgets right. are in the seven-figure range. I yeah. also
1: found that women, because we've done so much um, research into who, who is our client, who is our target audience, and it's women in their 50s, I find that there are people who are, you know, there's inherited wealth, they're helping their, their kids buy houses, they're buying because of Airbnb and the way things are changing so quickly, they're now able buy a, a holiday, another holiday house, or a holiday house, rent it out and use it. And the family can use it. So I think there's so many, the internet has obviously just opened up a whole array of new ways yes. that we can mm-hmm. live and work. I mean, yeah. it's extraordinary.
0: Well, and and you've talked a little bit, uh, Catherine, in the past uh, about this idea that so often these days, so that these people come into a little bit of money but they don't necessarily want to go through the full process of hiring a designer and and screening for who's the best person to work with or or even sort of having that relationship with someone so this idea of this online Presence seems easier for them to sort of manage somehow. So they have the resources, but they don't necessarily,
3: right, Michael? Well, also time, I think, is another factor, right? I think not just budget, but time. And we've had a lot of success in the Silicon Valley area, surprisingly, because those people are used to logging on and being able to self-serve and do everything they need through a laptop, right, or a desktop um, at the convenience of their, you know, their office environment or their home environment. Um, also, we've seen, so that's more of a, a time issue, mm. right? We've also seen a market issue in terms of certain markets we've, we've been successful in. These sort of regional markets like Austin and Houston and Mm. Charlotte, where you may not have a Jeffrey Bill Huber on speed dial or even know who who necessarily he is. So this has been a a way for them to gain access to this type of talent without necessarily being in the same geography as these individuals. We're cross pollinating across all these designers, right? right? So it's not just those sort of manufacturers that are behind the laws of the D&D, because this is really mostly a to-the-trade vendor relationship. Well, and
0: that was going to sort of be Mm -hmm. my question, is how you're sort of navigating all of that, Mm -hmm. buying it. what it seems like mostly from to-the-trade
3: resources. So are are you doing the buying for these clients? So think of us as sort of like the designer of record. Okay. So we are is the perfect room, the equivalent of what Catherine M. Ireland would be offline, right? We're gaining, we're giving you and gaining you access to the velvet rope that is the D and D or the Pacific Design Center or the Boston Design Center and all the
1: or two hundred legs or two hundred Lex, <laughs> yes.
3: or the resource. We can't name them all. Yes, we can't name all can <laughs> the <at> all, <but laughs> all of them, yes. right? Um, yes, so we
0: don't want to leave Mr. Druckman out. No. Mr. Druckman is no. a good man. I'll have
1: spank bottoms. No.
0: Yes. <laughs> uh but yeah so in other words you're you're acting as you say as the buyer of record mm-hmm. and and you're you're giving these clients potentially access to these things that they otherwise wouldn't be able to to gain access to correct and and so for the for the designers that are supplying the the room ideas mm-hmm. their their compensation
3: comes from
0: sale of specific items that they show yeah. so
3: there's there's a revenue share back to the designer on okay. either at the room level or at the product level or the package level so for example, we had a recent engagement with a customer from Texas. And that particular customer saw a room on the site from a very from a particular designer and that served as the springboard for this engagement. So he'll he'll participate in that complete revenue stream because his I his image was the sort of the launch pad for right. the engagement. Okay.
0: Okay. Whether whether that designer gets any more involved beyond that, they they'll they're guaranteed that yes. they're gonna participate and in then whatever. If they
1: sell they may sell their product as well. Mm-hmm. Um, other people will sell their product and they will have a rev share. So the idea is that we can all in our old age.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is your retirement plan, Catherine. This is it this is, is. how you and Produce perhaps an you're perhaps you're helping some of your your designer friends to also have <laughs> a retirement just, plan.
1: Well, you know, retirement. We're not, none of us are retiring. No. Are we? Yeah, um, I, there's nothing
0: retiring about you. No, if I may say, there isn't. But
1: it just means that you know we don't have to have that 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 uh, that panic.
0: Yeah. No. No. It almost how sounds like pingles. an annuity for for yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. So if you were an
1: actor yes. or. A, a director, you would get a you know, exactly get, get those delicious checks.
0: These would be your SAG royalties exactly. that you that you won't be getting, as right? Yes, exactly. yes, that's good, Michael. Where do you see it going? What, what, what do you what do you think this business becomes sort of longer term?
3: I still think it ends up at the sort of top, so focus on the top end. I mean, okay. we I think you know this isn't a marketplace where you're matching designer to consumer at the $169 level. This is really about consumers who are interested in taking advantage of the design talent that we've put together in this stable and growing stable. Mm -hmm. So I think that sort of will continue to be the sort of center in our differentiation, even if this, you know, right now I feel like there are two or three players that I look at that I think are sort of, You know, sort of, they're not secondary, tertiary in terms of what we do. They're just different. I think um, the likes of Havenly are doing a good Mm -hmm. job. I think, you know, Modsy for a very specific thing is doing a good job. No one's really doing what we're doing, which is saying if you want to gain access to this top tier design talent, that there are the boldface names, whether You know, you're the, you know, if you're using a sports metaphor, if you're, you know, the quarterback of the best team in the NFL, or you're a fashion designer and you're, you know, you're Karl Lagerfeld, like these are the folks that we've aggregated under this roof called Mm -hmm. the perfect room. So if you want to gain access to that level of talent, there's not a place to do that. So, I think that will continue as we add on, you know, the next series of designers that will, that will be our differentiation. I think that's the answer to our success, right? It's like, how do you find that population for whom? You know, they have this subscription to AD or they have this subscription to El Decor. They know who these boldface names are, but they're out of reach, let's say, from a budget perspective. They're out of reach from a geographic perspective. Mm-hmm. We can take that thing that we've productized and deliver it to them. We talk about this in terms of sort of the fashion metaphor, you know, Catherine or Martin or Jeffries, you know, they're at the couture level mm-hmm. and we're, d- we're delivering that ready to wear level. Yeah.
0: I'm curious, you know, you've we, so we've talked about Michael Bruno and and of course Michael Bruno, founder of of First Dibs, although has long since moved on from First Dibs and and has done all sorts of other other things. Um, but do you, do you look at a model like First Dibs and and think you know this is this is obviously one of our big competitors in this space, or do you think this is something? I think that, that
1: oh, people like that would only ever be partners. I don't. Like the word competitors. Oh, oh good. Yes,
3: partners.
0: Partners. partners okay. We're all partners. Well, I mean,
1: have you had
3: any conversations with them? Or, or I mean, have we they... have. I mean, they're they're one of our resource partners, right? They're a vendor yeah. to okay. us. Yeah, we buy. From so them. we buy from them. Um, yeah. I don't know what their long term vision is. I mean, obviously they've they rely upon the design community to buy products through their website and you know buy things at yeah at, at their physical location. So, you know, I would imagine that, you know, we might plug into something like mm. that long-term. Would, that be, ni- would that be a nice exit for you? I, 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 mean, I, mean? I, I mean, I, who, I'm, who, who knows? <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I, I look at First Sibs and I, I admire what Michael did in terms of getting this community, which was very fragmented. Obviously, we all know his story of pounding the, you know, the stalls at the Paris it's yeah, it was really sure and
0: amazing. getting
3: these people to come online and they were sort of the last of, right? Yes. Um, I mean, I can't think of another sector that you know hasn't moved online in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, I think I think it'll. What will be interesting about First Tibbs is they have the benchmark funding. They have the, you know, I can't remember who their other large VC is, but but um, Alibaba has an investment position. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Obviously got- now Artemis, yeah. um, the parent of Christie's, has an. I mean, there's right. there are lots of investors. You know where this all goes. It may go only as far as it is today. Like I, I we, we don't know. Mm. Uh, we just know that the appetite for furniture design, decoration, it there? it's oh, there yeah. and it's only growing. Mm. So with the you know with the emergence of wealth, as it as we've seen in the last you know two years with the markets, yeah. I mean you can imagine that First Sips becomes you know a bookmark for for many you know housewife.
1: But Sorry for, I think for the, no, I don't. I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I'm a housewife. Um. Me, I'm yes, a housewife. you're so
0: much like a housewife. You're, you're my image of a housewife.
1: <laughs> but I also think growing it. I love the idea of bringing great design, uh, which obviously is happening, to the masses. I mean, you know, all of, from the Restoration hardwares to the crate and barrels to the Pottery Barns, they're all bringing and they're doing a great marketing job. To be sure, um, and I and I think that. I certainly would not like, I'd like to have things that people would say, oh, look, I aspire to that. But actually, look, we can get, we can get that look. Um, And I I think that 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 to me is what's interesting. I don't know, there's a store in England called Marks and Spencers. Sure. And, you know, I mean, they, I mean, what they did was they, they had the cashmere, the great cashmere sweater that was made in Scotland. pringle but because of the quantity they were able to sell it so it's about good quality at a good price i mean that's affordability so that everyone can be be a part of it i think is what's challenging and what's interesting going forward is how can we grow this into something that isn't elitist
0: so, so and is is that an important consideration? Is I mean, is it Abs-
3: the, absolutely? But I also think you know, you know, view?
0: We have different views. Well, no, 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 we don't. <laughs> yes, tell you me know, more about that. No, Let's yeah, have I mean,
3: that conversation. You know, I just, I just think when I look at a lot of these sites that have tried either attempted the room in the box model or are mm. still in the market with it, I mean, it's all sort of one note, right? It's a sort of Wayfair, Amazon furniture. Yeah. You know, it 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 sort of looks. The same, and I feel like with our design talent, you can move from designer to designer, even within the designer's you know portfolio, and see various looks um, at various price points and that 's what i don't get from looking at these other competitors so you know, I think the likes of Serena and Lily and CB2 and some of the folks that Catherine's mentioned, they all have done a really great job. Fantastic. But they've done it with within a very specific look. Yes. Versus, you know, our cast members that are right, right. now only 12 strong. Right. But offer a very diverse. Very different,
1: different. You look. know, you look at Robert Stillen and you look at Robert Couturier or Jeffrey Bill Huber and Jeffrey Allen Marks. There's a lot in there, um, and I think that there are so there's so much great design, great designers, and around the world. I always think that you know if you're Andrew Martin, who has that that book, it, yes, Design Review, who does yeah, yeah. a fabulous well, job, that
0: incredible, I mean, incredible. Yeah.
1: Um, but that book in particular, which I've been in three times, um, <laughs> if <it's,
0: laughs> we may
1: say, <laughs> um, but you know, they have designers from around the world, and I would like this to be global, I would like very much to have designers from around the world, participate
0: well, and that's what seems most exciting. Mm-hmm. About yes, it. growing it globally, right? growing it globally it, growing with it globally. different designers. Yes, and and exposing people to to all of these different design styles, and then making all of that product available. As you say, I think that right now the challenge has been that it's been mostly this retail product that's mm-hmm. been easily accessible, in part because of the again the logistics behind it.
3: Mm-hmm. It's it's
0: easy to order something on Wayfair, and they're very efficient at, mm-hmm. at getting yes. it delivered to you. And it's a far more complicated. When you start to get into some of these trade companies and how they execute, but if you're managing all of that then, and making that easier for people, then perhaps they will have the opportunity to buy. Because it that. is
1: about the standards, it's about sure. service, mm-hmm. it's about keeping the standards.
0: It sounds like you've got a lot of things that are that are really coming together. Is there anything that that we should look for in the in the coming months that that you're going to sort of unveil as sort of the next? The next yeah, big I mean, step.
3: I mean, I think I look at this business as, you know, sort of a three-legged stool, right? You've got consumers. And up until November, we hadn't done a lot to reach consumers. We had relied on organic social mm. You know, we had tapped into our own networks, relying upon some of the networks of the designers themselves. So the consumer side, we've got the vendor side. So right now we're 200 vendors and growing. And then the designer side. So those three sort of, you know, cornerstones or three legs of the Mm -hmm. stool are the things that we'll continue to work on. And that's what's going to sort of fund the business, right? right? If we keep all those things growing equally, the audience that wants the design, the designers that have the offering and the vendors that can provide the product. That's our story. So I think that's the, you know, that's what you'll look for us to in, you know, the coming months, if not years, to grow all parts of that stool with hopefully a large infusion of capital sitting on top of
1: it. <laughs> Excellent. Any of those any of you listening? Yes,
3: investors that are
0: listening.
1: 10,000 won't make the yes. cut.
0: The next funding round is coming in the spring, so get your checkbooks ready. That's right. Exactly. Well, it sounds very exciting. We 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 can't wait to see what happens next, uh, and and we thank you both so much for for making the time to to come and see us and and thank for spending you. time with thank us. Thank you guys. Uh, my guests have been Catherine I Ireland and Michael O'Neill from The Perfect Room. Thank you again for listening. If you're enjoying these conversations, I hope you'll consider sharing the podcast with a friend or heading over to the iTunes store to leave us a review. It helps others to discover our show. We love your feedback. Please send us your thoughts at podcast at businessofhome.com. Our show was produced by Fred Nicholas and Lauren Pirelli and edited by Nina Pollock. I'm Dennis Scully. We'll see you next week.